This is Inside the Natural State, an Arkansas sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Zach and Steve. That's right, Steve. It's going to be a blue Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's the Christmas edition of Inside the Natural State. It's the final one of 2019. I apologize, guys. I really do. I don't know who this guy across from me is right now. (laughs) I don't even know what just happened, but... Hey, this is what happens when you let me run the boards, man. I know it. Will, Will, come back to us, please. It's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair that you have to work at your real job. Come on, man. You know it's fun. You know it's It's, fun. How are you over there, big man? I'm doing good. I'm still doing some research (laughs) over here as we're going. Still working, huh? (laughs) I'm still working. Yeah, something like that. Oh, boy. So... That was fun. That was that was that was weird. We said that at the same time. <laughs> I'm not real sure what's happening. Right <laughs> what <now>. is happening? <laughs> We're 30 <laughs> seconds into the show and it's already falling apart. Oh man! Yeah. So, how was your weekend? Hey, it wasn't bad. Or what, week or whatever. what week? Weekend wasn't bad. Hogs won. They did. Exciting. Ladybacks totally blew the. What was it? Northwestern State. Yeah, I probably should start paying more attention to them. They're really good. Completely blew out. Blew them out by like 50, I think. Yeah, I think it was 60. Was it 60? Yeah. 99, 39? 39 is what it was. Yeah. That's just wrong. That's just wrong on so many levels. Like I was listening to the radio on the way in. They were talking about, and I guess, all the categories that Arkansas women's basketball is in the top 15 in the nation. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. there was like, I, th- I swear he, le- he named off like 12 different, uh, different categories or something. So they're pretty impressive right now, but. Um, Hang on, I'm finishing up my homework here. <laughs> Should have done a long time ago. All right. So, let me get comfy over here. <laughs> oh, man. Still still rattled from uh, that egg from last week, are yeah, you? Yeah, my, my, yeah. No. We are still cleaning up egg off of everything. Dude, there, yeah, there's egg still on your headset there. There, there is. There's still egg on, <laughs> on my mic, too. I mean, it's... That doesn't look like... Never mind. Never mind. Ah, don't go there. It doesn't, it doesn't look like egg. Hey, I was just going to say. How are you? <laughs> it's a different... Never mind. So, <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> See, this is what happens when Will's not here to keep us on Whatever track. Will would just be egging it on. I hey, see what I did, did there. You, did you really go there? <laughs> that was bad. Oh, that was bad. This is the last episode till maybe ever. No, I'm just kidding. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back in January. Don't worry. Yep, don't but miss uh, what did you think about this Tulsa game over the weekend? Man, that was exciting. That was some fun basketball. Um, I thought they played really well. I thought they played. It's it, That team is a lot of fun when the offense and defense is clicking together. Um, I, mean, I know they allowed a lot of points, but that's kind of to be expected. Uh, you know, what was the final of that game? I don't what, remember. 98 to 79, something like that. Yeah. So um, I had it pulled up here in front of me just a moment ago. Jalen had a game. Yeah, 98-79. You mean Mason? Right, yeah, Mason. Yeah. Woo, Mason with 41. Um, he he was he was unconscious there for a little bit. He couldn't miss. 
his shot was soft. He was driving to the basket. He was getting a shot. The half the, the half court buzzer beater. So you know the last time an Arkansas Razorback had forty one points in a game? Yeah, like two thousand nine, I think Rodney Clark went over. 40. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. Forty one points and eight rebounds. Or what he had, like six, eight rebounds. Uh yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Joe Klein. Huh. Wow. I know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I just Rodney was the last one to go over forty. I think that was in like two thousand nine. So it was exciting. I mean, watching what these guys are doing, um, just offensively, defensively, when things are, are gelling, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, some things still concern me with them. I mean, there's you know, uh, Mason. You know, again, the offense was 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 clicking. Jimmy Witt, when he finds his shot, is 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 really really good. He's that that's a piece that. That you know, that guy's grown up a lot since he's gotten here. So been really impressed with that. Um, but I mean, you know, we still found times against Tulsa, even with with, with when their inside guy was able to push us around a little bit. Um, that's going to happen at times against better teams, and and that's a little concerning. Uh, we did a good job not turning the ball over. I think in all we had. Yeah, we only had eight turnovers. Uh, we only forced thirteen, which is kind of surprising. Um, you know, the defense was maybe not as 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 hectic as it normally is. Um, rebounding wise, we were you know a minus eight, thirty nine, thirty one. So um, you know, Tulsa Tulsa kind of put there, which we're going to get out rebounded most nights. Um, you know, free throw percentage was a little down. We only shot about sixty five percent from the free throw line, but over almost sixty percent, you know, overall. So um, overall, the game was was impressive. Uh, Mason Jones, like we said, was absolutely impressive. He's a lot of fun to watch. He, yeah, he is. I, I, I really enjoyed that game. But, but the not bad for a patchwork team that Must has put together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about what he's had, what he inherited, and what he brought in. You're right. I mean, it's patchwork for sure. If and again, I've got nothing against Ma at all. Yeah. Okay. And nothing against him. But I don't think this team would be sitting at ten and one right now. No, I mean I wouldn't ten, either. Is it ten and one. Uh, yeah, what are we ten? No, nine and one right nine now. And one. Ba- ba- the ladies, or the ladies are ten and one. But, um, but yeah, I mean I I don't think we'd be nine and one. I mean the schedule has been fairly soft. There's, you know, do they win the Georgia Tech game? Probably not with with Mike here. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Maybe there's two losses. I think it's hard to compare the two because we don't know what Mike would have had here. Um, we know he wouldn't have had anything inside, um, you know, other than Cheney, unless he found something along the way here, which, you know, obviously Musk couldn't find anything along the way other than Vanover, who wouldn't have come back if Mike yeah. was here. So, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to compare the two and where they'd be because this schedule has been fairly soft. Um, you know, this week you get a Valpo team that is going to play, I think, three games in total this week. They play tonight, Wednesday, and Saturday. Um, in North so, Little Rock, for that matter. Right. So so legs are going to be a major issue for them. I would expect Arkansas to not have too many problems. But then they go to Indiana, um, and that's that's when the gauntlet starts because then you jump into SEC play after that. So, so far. Well, I want to I want to show you the rankings because we I've kept a pretty close eye on them yeah. here lately. All right, so you've got Auburn at 9-0, and Arkansas at 9-1. and Kentucky at eight and one, then you have LSU, Mississippi State, Tennessee, all at seven and two, Miss Ole Miss at seven and three, Florida, Georgia, and Vanderbilt at six and three, South Carolina seven and four, Missouri, uh, yeah, Missouri six and four, and then Alabama and A and M are both four and five. So I mean, the only one we may have trouble with, if and again, if you're looking at it right now. Like, right now. Right. The only one we may have trouble with is Auburn. Well, I mean, I don't think you can say that. I mean, you look at the schedule. 
Um, I was I had pulled that up and, and brought it, but A and M. I mean, you think that's a game you could probably win at LSU? There's not going to be a massive home home court advantage there. That's a game you can win. Um, at Ole Miss, they can win that game. Vandy comes here, so I mean, it, you know, theoretically, if this team plays really well, you could be what five and zero, four and zero, one, two, three, four, yeah, four and zero um, to start SEC play. But then you get Kentucky at home. Um, that's you know, Kentucky's going to give you fits. I don't care. I know they're struggling. Yeah, they're going to they're still um, going to give me fits. But and that's I mean, going to be that's still a really good. It's still team. and and you know, I, I was getting questions all day today. From, from various people, you know, do you think Arkansas is going to be a tournament team? What do you think they're going to be seeded? I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, it is still way too early to project that field of 64. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, I mean, would you if you look at their schedule coming up, I mean, I think I think we'd agree they'd be 10-1, and one, um, you know, after the Valpo game. Indiana, I think, I think I, I mean, I'm just going to say that's a loss at this point. I think Indiana's bigger and, and more physical than us right now. I think we lose that game. Um, so that's ten and two. But then again, I mean, I think you can go four and zero to open SEC play. Now they do go on the road for two of those. But again, now Ole Miss may be interesting going on the road for. But that's, Ole Miss is just—I think we're a better team than Ole Miss right now. Even even at their place at the, at the Tadpat or whatever that new play that that new stadium that new new coliseum is pretty awesome. Um, so I mean, you know, theoretically you're fourteen and two at that point is going to the Kentucky game. Would think that you'd be ranked at that point, boy. Having Kentucky in Fayetteville, um, three o'clock, probably CBS game. I would assume we'll pick that up. Two top twenty-five teams. That could be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a hard game to call. Um, you go to Mississippi State after that. So the schedule, you know, non-conference. You've got TCU left in there. I think that's about it as you go down the stretch. So I don't know. I mean, I think they've overachieved to this point. I think they've played, you know, above their heads a little bit. Um, but I think where my concern lies with this ball club is when you start looking at um, – and I got the minutes here somewhere. <laughs> I came prepared today, man. I got You seem a little scattered there for a minute. What are you talking about, man? I'm always here. 100. Uh-huh. Don't be messing with me. Uh-huh. I will come across this. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, So, I mean, but what concerns me is the minutes that some of these guys are logging right now. So, Mason Jones, 33 minutes a game. Isaiah's playing 37 minutes a game. Jimmy Witt's playing 35 a game. Desi's playing 31 a game. So, you have four guys that are playing over 30 minutes a game. Um, Adrio's getting 23. Jalen Harris is getting 23. And the numbers really fall out after that. Gen, you know, Gentall is only getting uh, 10 minutes a game right now. Ethan Henderson's only getting six. And really, he's only played in five games. So, he's getting like three minutes a game when you think about the amount of time he's really out there. Um, the, biggest, the biggest problem was we don't have any depth. We don't. And so what concerns me is is we know this team is talented, but something you have to think about is so from a defensive standpoint, the intensity that they play with, that takes a lot of energy out of you. And it's going to really wear on these guys' legs. And I know they're really well conditioned, but it's a long season. And when SEC play hits and you're you're on the road, you know, and and playing twice a week like you've been, plus throwing a non-con game in there. You get late in this season. How you know how 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 fresh are those legs going to be? That's what because you 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 bump it up from playing every Saturday right now to what two three times a week. Well, you'll play twice a week, so you'll have your early week game and your Saturday game. So um, as as they go through conference play, but still, I mean, it's it's still a lot of games, and with guys that are gonna continue, those numbers aren't gonna come down. I mean, who you know, you look at the guys that they have to opt. Ty Stevens is not gonna play a ton. 
Um, Jamario Bell is not going to give you 10 minutes a game. He might give you two or three. But that's why Ethan Henderson's got to give you eight minutes a game, 10 minutes a game if he can. He's an offensive liability. He seems to get it on defense. But, again, from a talent standpoint, when they start going up against SEC teams, I think you want Reggie Chaney or Adriel Bailey on the floor well more than you want Ethan Henderson. But oh, yeah. you got to figure out a way to conserve legs. Again, because – you have four guys playing over 30 minutes and then and then everybody else is in the low 20s. That's a lot of minutes for those guys and that's a lot and those are guards who are moving nonstop. Yeah. So heaven forbid we get an injury or something like that to one of those guys and, and something happened with the number of minutes they're playing or just I mean like I said the legs are going to start to give as you go. I think that's a lot of what we saw in the Western Kentucky game. They got to overtime and I think they I think they wore out. You could see the shots weren't falling, they were short, they were short. Free throws were short. So, you know, hopefully we don't see that and maybe they can rest some guys as they go through the season, but that's my biggest concern for them right now. How do you feel the season's panned out so far? I mean, like, I mean, we all we're all we're all on that bandwagon right now where it's, oh my god, we're going to be a tournament team in the first year, blah blah. blah. But re- <coughs> realistically, are they are they right about par where they need to be? I mean, I think so. I think. The Georgia Tech game is your 50-50 game that could have gone either way and, and really almost did. So, I mean, if not for Mason Jones, it does go the other way. So, it was really a 50-50 game. Um, so, I mean, it's to me, I think they're about where I would expect them to be. The biggest question is how strong is the SEC going to be this year? Is this an eight-bid league or is this a five- or six-bid league? So, you know, so far to start the season, I don't know that I've seen anything that tells me this is an eight-bid league. Um, you know, when you start thinking about the guy, the teams that are out there right now and the teams that you were just talking about, um, I mean, this might be – well, you got Tennessee, Auburn, Kentucky. I mean, you got Kentucky at 6, Auburn at 12, and Tennessee at 21. But that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, and I mean, you're going to have some teams that may sneak in there. But, I mean, there's your top three. I mean, if you, if you start counting Arkansas as a t- potential tournament team, I mean – Six bid team league, well, maybe. Right maybe now, six get in right now. Yeah, but and I and I'm gonna as of right now, the way too early projections. I'll put ten. Uh, I'll put Arkansas in there. They may be the lat. They may have to play a play in game. Yeah, I mean we may but, get to that point. We'll see. Right now they're not. I mean right now they're. I think what they're. Uh, they're projected seven seed right now. Seven. Yeah. So anywhere between that seven and ten seed. Yeah, range. I I think they'll be. I mean, if they can keep their legs under them, then I think that this will be a tournament team. Um, but I am concerned as to whether or not they can do that. So um, they just—they're too good defensively not to be. And, and I mean, and when the when they're off, and that's the thing. So when you start thinking about the teams of, of the past, and not not to not to continue to you know beat on the dead horse of Mike Anderson and all of this and that—that's not my point. But when you compare this team to what teams before had done, you know they're they're similar in, in that they live and die by the three. The biggest difference is the defense. We we haven't seen a Razorback team play defense like they have this year in a really really long time. Right, and, and not just defense like they're playing it, but controlled. You know, under uh, under Mike, they tried to play defensively like this, but they fouled all the time. And now they're doing it in a more controlled fashion, and they're and they're they 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 continue to come after you. They harass you, and it's a lot of fun to watch. But what it does is it helps their off. It helps when the offense isn't there. You know, used to. And when the offense went away, the defense, whatever semblance of a defense they had went away as well under Mike. And and so the other team would go on long runs, whereas now we can hold a team. if We, we may go on an eight-minute drought, but the other team's going on an eight-minute drought too. You know, did you get a chance to listen to Coach Muss in his little post game with Chuck and Coach Z 
immediately following that game on the radio? No, I I, I kind of wish I would have because I would have been kind of curious. I don't. I'm sure he didn't. Well, say anything, well, actually, he did. He said. He said. You know. He said. Uh, you see these guys. You know. The, some of these teams, including Arkansas, uh, in previous years, like you had just mentioned, they'll go on these long runs. But when they when 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 they could cut it to nine. You fall, you, all of a sudden, you're seeing eight, seven, six, and then you're getting you're, you're playing, trying to play not to lose now. Yeah, they kept. He said. He said they did a real good job of keeping that uh, of fighting back and and staying in it. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, and that's absolutely correct. You think about. I mean, I I, I go back a few years, and again, I'm not trying to rehash. I don't. I don't like. I don't like doing that. I think again, I'll, I'll give my opinion on Mike. I I think he was a good coach. I just don't think he was you know the, the right fit right now for Arkansas. So you know, but I go back to the the North Carolina loss that everybody wanted to uh-huh. everybody wanted to blame on the refs. And I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't. It's been a little bit now. Talk about the second round where we yeah. had them beat. Yeah, we were up. What eight ten points yeah. and and I mean or we were up you know Anton Beard takes the final and, shot and, well but I'm not even worried about that, that that's the same game right because uh, we played them back to back years I don't think Anton took the final shot there this was the one where they had and there were some missed calls down the stretch but it wasn't what cost Arkansas the game what cost Arkansas the game was we went into that you know just don't lose mode where we yeah. were we tried to run the clock out and that's not what this Arkansas team is built on this arc again even under Musk they they're built to pace in space they're built to move on move the floor move the ball and score the basket. That's like, what they want to do. I like how he has a target where he wants to pass the ball 200 times. Yeah. He said, he said, one of the things he said in that post game was, you know, we had 179 passes the whole game. We didn't quite hit, hit our 200 pass goal. Mm-hmm. And I like that, that he's keeping that stat. Yeah. And I mean, but you, and you have to, and it's, that's the key is to move the ball and to keep things going. And unfortunately, previously we would just get stagnant and just sit and want to just dribble the clock out. And, and it killed us in big time games and it cost us, it cost us big time games. So it's exciting to see that. I like that out of what, from what we see out of must right now um, and what we see out of this basketball team. But, you know, again, like I said, it's just, I'll be really curious to see if they can continue to, to, to make those, um, you know, to be to play that with that intensity on defense moving forward, and, and if their legs will stay under them. Yeah. So. Oh boy, you ready for the next segment? Is that it? That's, That's what, it. That was like the fastest moving segment either. Hey, you covered a lot of ground. Yeah. All right, coming up, we're gonna dive into football. We got a lot of developments that happen. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about recruiting stuff. Yeah, now. absolutely. Now we're gonna to want to miss it. Inside the natural state, coming right back. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. Welcome back to Inside the Natural State. Zach and Steve with you. We covered a little bit of bas- basketball that first uh, first segment, which is kind of unusual because we're so used to jumping right into football that yeah, well, football Weird. is second fiddle now. Go away. It's been second fiddle for well, – never <laughs> eight, mind. Eight Anyways, years, ten years. Um, <laughs> so give us a little heads up on the uh, recruiting tra- trail. I, I have to say I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying in to Sam Pittman. I'm a little cop- cautiously optimistic still because, A, he hasn't played a down of football. But, B, I don't like a lot of other fans, I don't want to get burnt. Kind of how we got burnt with Chad Morris. Yeah, and like I said, I'm I'm taking a wait and see approach. Um, he's going to have to prove some things to me, um, and and so 
he proved one thing to me that we'll talk about here in just a little bit, and that was his defensive coordinator hire. I am highly impressed there. So um, super excited about that. Um, but I was impressed with him this weekend. So uh, big, big weekend. I mean, you think about it when you start thinking about this early signing period, the impact that it's taken, and everybody talked about we really need to get a coach in here just as soon as we can to take advantage of that. I mean, realistically, there was no coach that was going to be able to come in here and take advantage of it on such short notice. And, and I mean, Pittman basically had four days to put yeah. this thing together um, because the dead period started yesterday, and there's no talking to these guys until January. So, um, so I mean – They've got to get their signatures on Wednesday or starting on Wednesday. And so this weekend was huge. Um, in all, I think Arkansas uh, Arkansas um, hosted five official visitors this weekend. Um, and from the, from the sounds of everything, it sounds like everything seemed to go really, really well. Um, I'll go through a couple of different names that popped up on campus this weekend. Um, let me get y'all. While you're looking at that, I wanted to ask you, did you see where there's a player panel now that has been put together on the U of A with guys like Frank Ragnow and uh, Dan Skipper? Oh, no, I hadn't seen that. I haven't read much into it, and I don't know. Like I said, you know, if you're listening, give us a, a heads up on it when you listen to this podcast. Um, but apparently they're, they're, they're there to help with the official visits for, for right now from what I've from the huh. little bit I've read. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so I know – so this weekend they had one – of the one of the visitors this weekend was Ray Curry Jr. Um, he's a current Min- a Missouri commit. He's an offensive lineman, 6'6", 315 pounds. Um, he is the, I think, 27th rated um, offensive tackle in the, in, the, in the country. Or no, he's, I'm sorry, 73rd rated offensive tackle in the country. So uh, just inside the top 1,000. He was committed to Missouri <coughs> – <coughs> Excuse me. Of course, the old staff with um, with Brad Davis and and Odom and those guys. So they've now obviously come here. Um, and why you got to spoil the fun, and, man? Well, I think people know that 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 uh, that the answer to that would question. it surprise you <laughs> if I said I didn't know? Yeah, I, I would be a little worried about you yeah, a little so. bit. <laughs> but um, so, but all indications are that Ray Curry is going to flip from Missouri. He is technically still committed. He did twenty four hours on Arkansas's campus and then took another twenty four hour visit at the end to Missouri. Um, but again, his position coach has already made that transition here. Um, he's already out recruiting, and it looks like on Wednesday that he's going to sign with Arkansas. He's set to sign at one thirty. Um, Marcus Henderson was another one. Marcus is a four-star offensive tackle. Uh, let me see if I can find some information on him here real quick. I know we have it. There we go. Uh, Marcus Henderson is a 6'5", 300-pound guard. Um, he is the number 12-rated guard in the country, and he is inside the top 400, really inside the top 350 in total. Uh, a Memphis native. Had a lot of Memphis guys up there. Um, Henderson's actually going to wait till February to sign, um, but that's another big piece, and I think Arkansas feels really good with where they are now. Obviously, um, you're going to have about a month there of contact period once they get to that point. So um, there's you know, going to be a lot still left, but uh, he's, so he's not going to be an early guy. Um, another guy that's on the late side is Robert Scott. Robert Scott is a Conway native, um, and Arkansas wants him bad. He's currently committed to Ole Miss. Um, he's the 40th rated offensive tackle, 6'6", 295. I think uh, there was a picture um, uh, floating around on the internet of Ole Miss and Arkansas's planes both in Conway at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was. Right after Kiffin. Well, no, it was, it was Kiffin had tweeted out a picture of Con- the, the Conway Regional. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, and the flight line. Yeah. 
And so, uh, but yeah, so Lane came in, talked to him, and Robert has decided to hold off until February to sign. That's a good sign for Arkansas, obviously. Um, the good news is, is obviously both, both, both are putting in, you know, putting together new staffs. So it's not like he had a built-in situation there on like someone else we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Um, so we may have a shot there. If they can pull this offensive line class, I'd call that quite a win. Um, I think also we got to look at some guys that were committed to Georgia. Um, I, you know, that were committed to Pittman. I know there's been a couple guys that have already decommitted um, that were highly rated offensive tackles um, or, or offensive linemen. Um, I think those are guys we we'll want to keep an eye on if they hold off to the late period too. Who knows what will happen there. Um, another big name right now is Jalen St. John. Uh, St. John was committed to, I think, to Mizzou initially. Um, he's a three-star offensive lineman. He's a, uh, he's a guard, 6'3", 331st ranked offensive guard in the country. Um, he was also here this weekend. He's another one that's waiting till February, um, but Arkansas feels really good, I think, about where they're at with that one. Um, and then another big name that was on campus this weekend was, um, and he's out of Memphis Central as well, wide receiver slash athlete Darren Turner. He's a four-star, uh, 6'2 and a half, 206, the 34th-ranked receiver in the country. Um, keeping Justin Step is huge in keeping him. So Turner was committed, and when Morris was fired, he decommitted. Um, he is signing on Wednesday, and all signs point to him being an Arkansas lean right now and that he's going to sign with Arkansas as well. Um, so that's big. But the biggest one, I think the biggest name that everybody was curious about, so it was – I think if you follow the recruiting sites and all of that, it was put out that uh, um, Arkansas had a, a, a secret four-star visitor that he did not want anyone to know who, who it was um, from when he came. So – um, eventually, I think word kind of leaked out, and then he put a tweet out saying, hey, this was my last official. Uh, Miles Slusher, who is a four-star corner um, or safety prospect out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He's currently committed to, uh, to Oregon. He is the 10th rated safety in the country. He's a top 150 player, um, number two in the state of Oklahoma, um, has a big a couple of big-time teammate recruits that kind of want to play together. I don't think we have any shot with them, but don't think those guys, they're all going to end up playing together. Anyway, Slusher is signing on Wednesday. If you read the Oregon boards, they don't think they've got him anymore. Um, it's no secret he wants to stay closer to home. And from what I understand right now, it looks like it's going to be between us and Nebraska. And Fayetteville's much closer than, than, than yeah. even that is. So, so it looks really, really good for Arkansas. Um, as far as guys that I think that Arkansas expects to go ahead and, and sign this week are going to be your in-state guys. So Blaine Toll, um, I believe, is expected to sign this week. He is sending uh, his letter of intent from Mexico. Hey, man, enjoy the vacation. Um, Jashad Stewart, the Jonesboro linebacker, uh, and, and then Catrell Wallace, I do. I know he's signing at noon in the field house mm-hmm. at Bryant. So um, I know those three guys are for sure. Um, you know, Mike Harris is another guy that's still committed out of Alabama. I have not heard anything new on him. And I know Pittman's reached out to him, but I don't haven't heard anything new there on what direction that's going. Um, so those are the guys that I think Arkansas feels good or that are going to sign here in the next couple of days. Look for somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to ten guys to be on the dotted line come Wednesday or Thursday. Is there any surprises as far as guys that decommitted, that were committed under Morris, decommitted under Morris once he was fired and then are now coming back? Guys like 
Tyrese Crawford. Yeah, so Darren Turner would be one. I don't know that it would be a surprise, but him jumping back on is going to be one that was committed and decommitted. Tyrese Crawford, I don't know. Um, I've actually reached out to him, haven't got a response, but um, I don't know what the story is going to be on Crawford. I haven't heard any movement on Arkansas' side of even reaching out to him. Um, he does seem to be leaning towards LSU, um, so I'm really not sure what's what the situation is there. Um, Savion Williams is a wide receiver prospect that was committed, that decommitted. Um, again, Justin Stepp still being here, that's – that's going to be a big piece of that. So I think Savion is a, is a guy that I think we can look at. Um, outside of that, I don't know that there's too many other guys that were committed, that uh, decommitted that we would that I would think that we'd really be looking at uh, moving forward. Um, there are some prospects that were interested in the in the program under. Uh, when Morris was here that I think are still maybe more interested now that the change has happened. Um, a guy like Isaiah J- Jacobs, um, if that name sounds familiar, it's Josh Jacobs of Alabama fame, who's now a rookie in Oakland, who's taking over the running game in Oakland. Um, that's his little brother, a running back out of Oklahoma. Arkansas was high on him. He was high on Arkansas for a while. Um, losing took its toll, and then Morris going away, who knows. But he is a guy that I think they'll get back on campus if he holds off. Um, Dwight McGlothern um, is another one, a big uh, defensive back, I think a four-star defensive back who was at one point rated in like the top 25, I think his junior year. Um, he's fallen quite a bit, but a guy out of, out of Spring, Texas. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, Kelvante Dixon is another one that's along the same road as uh, Tykeus Crawford. They go to school together. I think the ship has probably sailed on those guys. I think for sure on Dixon, he's probably going to go play with his brother at Texas. Um, but as far as the other, I don't know. Brady Ward's an offensive line out of Alabama, offensive lineman out of Alabama. They were high on. Um, really don't know where that stands under the new staff. So, all right. So everybody's probably seen the news, but I got to ask you: How about Jacoby Criswell? Well, I don't think it's good. <laughs> um, so I know that we, you know, Pittman, he was one of the first stops that Pittman made after he went and saw the committed guys. Um, things looked good after that visit. Um, but Jacoby, I think the biggest key to, to Jacoby would have been us ha- having an offensive coordinator hired. I think if you had an OC hired by this weekend and you could have gotten Jacoby to change his plans from going to, to, to North Carolina over the weekend for his official there and got him to Fayetteville instead, I think you obviously would have had a really good shot. Um but instead, I think my understanding is he went out there to uh, to North Carolina. I think one key piece of that is the offense. Their offensive coordinator was uh, he was also the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, and he and Jacoby have a really good relationship that they've built. Um, so between that and I think uh, from what I understand, from what I've heard, is that Mac Brown pulled out some uh, some old Vince Young tapes and or some old Vince Young videos and, um, and and really really sold the sold the show to to Jacoby and. Um, well, not not to take anything away from, from Coach Pittman or anything, but, but Mac Brown's got something good going building out there in North Carolina. Yeah, and and let's not so so let's not put this at all on Pittman. I mean, no, no, Pittman no. had four days to recruit the kid, you know, and it's not like he was recruiting him at Georgia because it wouldn't have been a position he would have been recruiting. So, you know, um, so from that aspect, no, I mean, there, you can't blame Pittman at all. He did everything he could. Commend him for really even turning Jacoby a little bit because I think there were some questions initially about Jacoby holding off until the late signing period and wait until February. Um, But I think North Carolina made it pretty clear that, Hey, you know, we'll probably go another direction if you wait, just because I think they, the writing was on the wall. If he waits till February, he's coming to Arkansas. That that begs me to question because, you know, now you've got Nick Starkle gone. Um, Of course, Ben Hicks is out. 
the only ones that I know that you're left with is John Stephen Jones, Jack Lindsay, and of course KJ Jefferson. Yep. So here's my question. If KJ somehow freakishly goes down with an injury, who steps in? Well, you gotta believe that Jack Lindsay, but I would I would venture to say that you're going to see them jump into the um, you know, in into the transfer market. Um, maybe JUCO. I would think that they'll probably really evaluate. So, so you got to think from a recruiting standpoint. What happens is, you know, your early enrollees and your and your high, your your really the guys that just know where they're going. Those are the guys that sign here in the next couple of days. Um, the guys that that wait until February a lot of times are guys that that really blow up late. That that, that come on come on late. They they start getting their offers late. So now quarterback's a little different position. Most guys have a quarterback targeted. They know who they're going after. Um, but I would expect Arkansas to probably try to find a high school level quarterback out there. I, I mean, I, right now I'd have to do some digging to even have any answers as to the direction you'd go there. Right. But, but I think more than likely what you're going to see is somebody from the transfer market, um, somebody on the transfer portal here in the next couple of weeks that's going to pop up once these bowl games are done. Um, that's where you're going to see somebody come in. And, and, and I don't even know that it has to be a guy that is, you know, that's a starter. I mean, just a guy that can provide depth behind a K.J. Jefferson yeah, is, yeah, definitely. is really all you need. Um, you know, I mean, Arkansas is in a tough spot. I mean, obviously, you know, I think a lot of people want to blame Chad Morris for Jacoby not coming here, and that's fair. I mean, but at the same time, can you blame him? I mean, it's not like he was recruiting. I mean, people want to want to down Chandler and and being a five nine, five ten quarterback and not good enough. Look, the guy's got offers from Oklahoma, from Clemson, from Auburn. I mean, he's got offers from anybody and everybody out there. I mean, so it's not. Well, we know where he's going. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's so it's not like it's some some weird mystery as to why he would be, you know, why or or, or why he would want to bring his son here. I mean, it. it you know, yeah, Jacoby was actually, I think, rated higher than, than Chandler. But, again, Chandler's been groomed to run this offense his entire life. Why wouldn't you want that guy? I mean, absolutely, that's the guy that I want trying to lead this offense that I've basically developed that obviously didn't work at Arkansas. But did, it, I get, did it develop, yeah, though? No, it didn't. But I get the reason why that decision was made, and I 100% re- understand the reason why Jacoby's headed to North Carolina. So – we, we, we both know, does, and I'm going to switch gears here, does not having an offensive coordinator have an effect on early signing day? Yes, absolutely. I, again, I think that if you had an offensive coordinator here on Friday and named that you pro, you might have, well, I think you would have had a much better chance at getting Jacoby Criswell. Uh, and, I mean, there may be some offensive guys out there that may have visited some, some targets that you had that you could have gotten in here for the weekend that otherwise you couldn't because they don't know who their coach is going to be. So I guess that leads me to question, who's on the short list? You know, it's interesting. Um, heard a lot of names uh, bounced around. Um, Rich Rodriguez is, is a name that's being mentioned. Chip Long, who was at Notre Dame, but him and you know Notre Dame, him and Notre Dame have, have since parted ways. I've heard Rhett Lashley um, out of SMU. Yeah, Rhett Lashley's name has been has been uh, has been out there. Um, it's Kel Bundy is a name that is really getting a lot of traction right now. He's the co, not Al Bundy. I was gonna, <laughs> oh man! Oh dear! All right, so back to this offensive coordinator situation. 
So Chip Long, um, obviously, Kendall Browse is another name that's popped up. Kendall's name was was really popular when everybody, when we were all thinking Lane Kiffin was coming here, and really his name was popular to go with Lane to Ole Miss. So kind of surprising. He was on the FSU staff with Willie Taggart, so currently he's not, you know, he's not coaching anywhere, which begs the question. You know where Willie Taggart's at now, right? Yeah, it's interesting. They just kind of swap plates. Well, not really swap, but yeah, FAU, so good for him. Um, I don't, you know... So it begs the question, Chip Long. Um, I mean, or, if you had Kendall Browse, if you were, and again, I'm going to put you in the head coaching spot. Okay. Of the names mentioned, who would be your top pick? Man, I don't. You know, I really like Chip Long, but I really like Kel Gundy. So I think you, not Al Bundy. Kel Gundy. Thought you said you said Kel Bundy yeah, earlier. It's Kel Gundy. That's why I looked at you. <laughs> My bad. I was like, <laughs> no, sorry, not Al Bundy. Kel <laughs> Gundy. All the way back around now. You know, we've now come full circle, right? So he's interesting to me, <clears throat> just because I think you know you see what I mean. Oklahoma's offense is prolific. You know, it's it's big time. Now the question would be, is can how does how does he work on his own? Because obviously that's more what we're going to be looking for here is is a guy that can be in that head coach role. So the more that I think about that, and the more that I really like him, I think you get him relatively cheap. You're going to be able to make some good staff hires around him. Rich Rodriguez is a really interesting name right now. I was 100% against that name to start, and I don't know how his how his attitude, how his personality would fit on that staff. I think that's the biggest question I would have. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one. But, man, the more I think about it, you would have a head coach on each side of the ball, and then your head coach would be your CEO type guy. Yeah. It just I, – I really like it. Another guy that's been thrown around is Major Applewhite. I, I don't like that hire. Um, a former Texas quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an analyst with Alabama. He was a head. You know, he was. was oh, the that's head coach. right. He was the head coach down at uh, Houston for a little bit. That's right. So um, I mean, he's been. He was a coordinator at Texas. So I mean, he's he's been around and and he's he's got a nice track record. It wouldn't overly surprise me, but again, he's an analyst for Alabama. Do they? They're not playing for anything major. Again, that's a guy. If you wanted to hire, you could have hired him. Um, Doug Nussmeyer is another name that's been tossed around. I'm totally against that one. He's currently the tight ends coach for the Cowboys. Um, that's not why I'm against it. I'm just against it because you're just mad because the Cowboys uh, won and the Niners took another L. I don't know how that happened. I don't even. Yeah. Anyway, but Nussmeyer has Nussmeyer has failed pretty much everywhere he's been. So I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that one. Derek Dooley is another name that's popped up with the Missouri connections. I just don't think we need to hire the entire Missouri coaching staff to come here. Um, so, honestly, to me, I like – How bad would that look if we hired Missouri, all of Missouri staff? I mean, Derek Dooley's a good offensive point. coordinator. I don't think it's the end of the world. I well, think it's no. actually pretty good. But, I mean, to me, I think I, I like Rich Rod um, and, and I like Gundy. To me, that's your two. That those would be my two. I'd be perfectly content with either one. I, but really, I mean, anybody on this list that, that's kind of been thrown about, you know, that we've heard is, is I think would be a good option. What do you think about Barry Odom as DC? Dude, I am all kinds of excited. I'm pumped. One point five million dollars. One point two. One point two. Oh, that's just right, right about where we had talked about. Yeah, I mean, I figured we'd be at one point two on both sides or so. So you get a guy think, like Gundy. I, I think and, that's huge. Oh well, you know, I pulled some numbers on him just from what he did. You know, at Memphis, he took over a, a defense ranked 117th in the nation. 
um, in total defense. And by the third year, they were 28th. Um, he then went to Missouri for one year, and they allowed just 302 yards a game. Um, since the NCAA began tracking defensive statistics in 1978, it was the first time in Missouri history they'd had a top 10 defense. It was the first time they'd ever had a top 10 defense. Um, they were seventh nationally in scoring at 16 points a game, seventh in pass defense, and second in tackles for loss. Um, and the entire time he was at Missouri, they always had really strong physical defenses. That was the one thing you could always count on with the Missouri team was that they were going to have very, very, very stout defenses. So um, I am – all kinds of excited. This guy's going to come in and change the culture. He's going to change the attitude. And he is going to make some guys work on the defensive side of the ball. I'm excited. Well, like I said, I'm uh, as we're wrapping up this segment here, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still cautiously optimistic because I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I bought in on Chad Morris and all the coaches speak and got burnt. Yeah. And got burnt bad. Which I'm over here looking at my football that I got signed this past year, and I'm wondering how much I can get for it. <laughs> Nothing. Four dollars, four wins, dollar win. Yeah. But uh, when we come back, we're going to do our final segment. We're going to talk a little bit about bowl games and uh, a little bit about the state title games. And and, uh, big kudos to all of the winners over these past two weekends. Yep. Stay with us. The final segment of Inside the Natural State coming up after this. We, the people. Stand tall, equal, and free. In pursuit of happiness. And premium American spring water mineral-rich, revitalizing goodness. With a naturally detoxifying high alkalinity. And 7.8 pH. Bottled in glass. To oxygenate our brave, proud selves. The healer and hydrator of. We. 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 The people. The Mountain Valley spring water. Back to the source. Welcome back to the final segment of Inside the Natural State. We're back. It is the, once again, it's the final show of 2019. It was like so long ago we started this podcast, but we're <laughs> only like 21, 22 episodes in. I know. And it's so funny because I go back and listen every once in a while to like the first two or three episodes and we sucked. Yes, we did. Like you folks that hung around with us, like our families and stuff that were forced to listen to it. I'm, I appreciate you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, that, other, the other 12 of you, thanks. I don't know what you're still doing here. That, that, fir- <laughs> that first episode was... <laughs> That first was, that was rough. The first like five, man. First five. We but we found our groove. I think we found something. We, well, <laughs> oh, Stop it, man! Stop it! <laughs> it's been a fun 2019, though. For the, it has for, for the for the the page and the and the business. It has. I've got some 2020 vision for 2020. I know, right? We're uh, we're moving up in the world. Yeah. I'm sure I'm the first person that ever made up that but, thing. But uh, got to give major props to all the state title winners. Uh, we got Fordyce, PA. Who else we got? Yeah, so Fordyce, 28-6 to six over Junction City. Their first in title in... Eight. First title in like 40 years? Yeah, I'm sure. Something like that. I think so. <laughs> Sounds good. 3A, Harding Academy. Harding Academy. Harding Academy. 
5126 over Osceola. I cannot talk. I don't know why. Osceola. And how about Robinson getting their first ever state title? 5628 over Shiloh Christian in the 4A. In 5A, PA, 6321 over Little Rock Christian. In 6A, Cersei took down Benton, 2827. And the Bryant Hornets got back to back with another win over North Rock. That was such a great game. Yeah, well, I didn't get to go. Hey, I invited you with it some baloney. Cold. Was it? Yeah. yeah I was in, it was cold. We were in Jones. It was windy. That was but, the worst uh, part. It was cold and windy. Major props to all those programs. Um, we are looking at being, once again, at the basketball state finals. Yes. At absolutely. Hot Springs. Yes. So uh, we are fully accredited with the AAA. Yes, we so. are. Woohoo! Or fully whatever you want to call it. But so, uh, so I, I got to ask, man. These bowl games, there's oh like boy. 50 of them now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's the point? You and I were talking in, in the chat, or more like you were talking in the chat, that you, me, Justin, and Will are all going to do a pick'em contest, and Caleb's in it now, too, um, our, our, our Instagram manager. Okay. So what what is the reward, so to speak? <laughs> well, so I don't know yet, but we got to figure out something for the loser. They um, get an egg, and it's going to be Will. Are we doing an egg again? I mean, we did the egg. It got like 3,000 views on Facebook. It was pretty awesome. But um, I don't know. Do we you want don't to do always want to do an egg. Do we want though? to do slime? Do we want to do like, I don't know. That we could find a taser somewhere. No. <laughs> That's oh. not happening. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Would you expect anything less nope. from me, though? Not happening. I mean, <laughs> nope. We're going to go through this again, aren't we? <laughs> it's not happening. We're, we're going to go through this again, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. Rodeo all the way around. <laughs> but uh, I, I, wanted to get, I, w- I wanted to go down the list on this last segment. I'm trying to get in our group over here because you're now talking about it, but I don't know how. Where's it at? You put in the search bar, nat- natural state sports. There is no search bar. You know, everybody got into the group but you. Jones. Everybody had no problem getting in the group but you. Well, you know what? You can just. Ah, easy. There's what? kids listening to this podcast. Join. Join. Go to join. It won't join a group. I don't know what's happening. Y'all should see this. Steve is literally short-circuiting over here. <laughs> oh, my God. And I never struggle with freaking. <laughs> you oh, found it. There you are. See? What's the name of it? Natural. Natural State Sports. Is that the name of our stuff? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Wait. No, come on now. I am just kidding. Will, if you're. If Will's going to have a conniption when he deals with this. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. Are you, you're not picking a night, are you? I'm, I'll, I'll put some picks in. Oh, dear. Well, All wait, right. Wait, uh-oh, hang on. i got to get the password. Hang on. Where's it at? Where the heck is your password at? Is it in the group? Yes. This is great. Isn't it? All right. happening live. Everyone's, well, sort Everybody's of. Everybody's waiting on bated breath. <laughs> not that it matters. They're going <laughs> to. We'll edit this out. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> now you got to keep this part in. This is the best part of the whole podcast. Dead air. Dead air. The makers wanted Bahama Bowl, Buffalo and Charlotte. They're both that's seven what CLT meant. I anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the abbreviation on the app. Oh dear. <laughs> Friday. Okay, the bowl games start Friday, not Saturday. Oh man. So the makers wanted Bahamas Bowl, Buffalo and Charlotte. Both seven and five. Who you got? Give me Charlotte. Utah and Utah State, Kent State, and the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Tropical Smoothie. Kent State is six and six. Utah seven and five. That is Friday at six thirty. 
on ESPN2, Utah State's seven-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah State. All righty. And I think the one everybody in the state of Arkansas is going to be watching, 6.30, I'm sorry, 4.30 on ESPN on Saturday, the Camilla Bowl, Arkansas State at 7-5, Florida International at 6-6. Six six. Yep, I'm going to take Arkansas State. Yep, I, I'm going to be right there with you. And again, we're gonna. I'm not gonna go through all of them because yeah, God, God knows there's <laughs> a lot forever. <laughs> we'd, be uh, here. we'd be here till like next week. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll go through this until. Uh, here, how about some top twenty-five? Here we go. Let's how go about, down here. Uh, number fourteen, Michigan. Number thirteen, Alabama. Mm. In the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Man, I don't know. Oh. Um, I'm gonna have to go Alabama on that one. Is two is back or is he oh, out? No, gosh, no. Okay, I didn't no. think so. So, no. but I would still go Alabama. Yeah, I think I think I'd go. Yeah, I'm gonna go Alabama. There's no way I'm taking freaking Michigan, Michigan, and I think this is the end of the Jim Harbaugh. Oh, I don't think it's the end of Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh is gonna be just fine. I think they're they're okay with him. They know he's still building. It's a long term rebuild. But no, he's not going anywhere. Why isn't that coming up? So who do you have in the final four? I mean, we're gonna go and knock those out. Yeah. So, man. You got LSU. What is it? LSU. LSU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Clemson, Ohio, Ohio State. State. So I like LSU over Oklahoma. Yep. In what could be one heck of a high-scoring football game. Did you see? Speaking of, did you see Joe Burrow's speech? Yeah. His Heisman yeah. speech. Pretty awesome. Did you tear but, up? No. No. I didn't. It was an emotional one, and I'm glad for it. Did you see the look on Jalen Hurts' face, though? No. I actually, I'll be honest. I didn't even watch the. I haven't watched the Heisman since they screwed McFadden. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't. Mm. So Clemson, Ohio State. Mm. Clemson's just playing. Man, that's gonna be one. Clemson. Okay, game. but I'm gonna say this: Clemson hasn't played anybody. Neither has Ohio State. I'm gonna go Ohio State. I'm gonna go Clemson. I'm gonna go Clemson. I yeah, I will go Clemson because I can't. I can't cheer ever since we got screwed by Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. See, I I'm, can't. I'm really. This is this is actually a really tough Final Four for me to root for. It's actually a legitimate one where we know Alabama's not in it. But it's not even that. Like I hate the Corn Dogs, and I hate Oklahoma. But you know, you, oh, so so who do I who do I root for in that game? Like it's LSU. LSU's then, just got too much going for them right and now. And then I hate Ohio State. But really, the only reason I hated Ohio State was because of Urban Meyer. But you know, as much as I was a fan of Clemson last year. After the way Dabo came out and said stuff about the Morris. Morris situation and, mm-hmm. and Arkansas, I, I, I really hope that they get their butts kicked. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm going to root for Ohio State. See, I still can't. I, all four teams, I can't stand. I'm the same way. But, see, I think about it. But realistically. About deductive reasoning. That's yeah. scary. I knew I smelled smoke over reasoning. there. Shh. You're not supposed to tell anybody. The smoke alarm was going off. <laughs> my bad, dude. Sorry, Katie, if your house. Anyway. So, that, it's a skunk, I promise. <laughs> but, um, no. So, by deductive reasoning, Ohio State's probably who I hate least. Because, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd have been rooting for Clemson just because of the situation. But because of the situation, I don't like them anymore. Yeah. So, and then Ohio State, I mean, the, the, the scumbag's gone from there. So, I really, I mean, I'm going to root for Ohio State in this thing. Yeah. So, See, I don't, I don't, I can't. Realistically, I cannot actually jump on any four of the bandwagons. I'm jumping on Ohio State's. People are You're dead to me. Why? Because it wasn't their fault that the NCAA. You're dead to no. me. So my boss is a big Ohio State fan. Yeah. And this whole season, I've had to hear, "Hey, we won again. Hey, y'all lost again." And I'm just like, 
<laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, do you really think you're hurting my feelings anymore? I, 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 by like, by, by, by like the Kentucky game, I was like, we're, we're going to. By gonna like lose. six years ago, I was at that point. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe not six. Because like, I was having a lot of fun when we left the friggin' whatever that. The Houston, the bowl game in Houston, like the Texas, Texas bowl. bowl, man, I was having, I was feeling pretty borderline, borderline erotic, man. <laughs> I was, whoo, things that, never mind. So hey. that was a good, that, <laughs> that was actually a good trip. We went to New Orleans for a couple days. Yeah, Katie and I are talking about going to Minute Maid Park in April. Yeah, I want to go to that really bad. You're talking about the tournament? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to go somewhere. You know, she's a Texas fan, and of course, I'm a diehard <laughs> Hawk fan. <laughs> hey, I've converted her to a Hawk, to You've a Razorback fan. Nothing. I have to. Uh huh. She just talks about Razorbacks. That doesn't make. She's forced to. <laughs> She's forced to. Yeah. But uh, much. all right. So we're we're closing in on the show, and and you know it's the last one of 2019. It's Christmas in like what a week? And uh, yeah, week week and a half. My week wife, and a half. Oh, it's birthdays. A couple days. So I, I got to give mad props. Out. I got to give mad props to the fans that have stuck out stuck it out with us this year. It it's been rough. We went through a name change, a logo change. A staff change. Yeah. Then you found me. Not yeah, sure I'm, still, I'm still not sure about all that. Yeah, no, I'm, sure, I'm kidding. I may not hang around long. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, major <laughs> kick me out. Major props to everybody. We got some big things coming. Y'all are y'all are gonna be surprised, and uh, y'all are gonna really enjoy it. Uh, Steve, man, I, like I said, I've said it many times, and I'll say it again here on air. Thank you for coming on board. You've made this podcast infinitely better. It's been a lot of fun. Because like it would it would suck if I'm just sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> We, we suck to start. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> but like I said, like we said, it's gotten better. It's gotten much better. But, uh, hey, it, it big things coming up. I'm excited for 2020. Yes. Everyone have a wonderful Christmas. You got any big plans for Christmas? Nope. I'm, I'm all, I mean, this is the time of year that, so I actually get to enjoy Christmas now because I'm no longer in retail. So I know. God. I got out of that about six years ago. So As last did I. few years I've been able to actually enjoy um, this time of year. And so... Really, the only thing that I'm doing this time of year is, you know, just stressing about how much my wife is spending, but then knowing that she has better money management than I do, so it doesn't really matter. So, honestly, no. I mean, no huge plans. I think we'll hang around here. Um, I don't know. I think we're doing Christmas at our house, and then we'll figure out all the I have, stuff. I have no idea. I, 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 have no, I have no idea what I'm doing for New Year's either. Yeah, New Year's. See, um, since they changed, and, and again, this is going to sound bad for me, but since they changed the New Year's bowl schedule... To where now all the big bowls are spread out now, and yeah. they're not you, you know you're not playing for a New Year's Day bowl, right? I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do on New Year's. I mean, there's there's football to be played, but you know you used actually, to have to actually rest on New Year's. Now. I, I don't know if yeah. you ever watch football. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. I have no idea. We haven't even talked about that. But you know, everybody have a, an enjoyable Christmas. Hope Santa Claus brings you everything you ever wanted. Um, and kids, if they if if they bring you coal and switches. You go out back and make a bonfire. That's right. That's what you did as a kid, right? Like every I Christmas. cannot confirm or deny that. I mean, I think we can confirm it. So, and then New Year's, be safe. Be Have safe, fun. y'all. Be safe. Party, uh, party safe. Party hard. Party safe. Don't act a fool. Don't go driving. January fifth, we're gonna be back. That seems like forever. Away. I know. God, can you, can, can, you think these people can handle it without us for that long? Just don't listen to the first six episodes, and I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Might have to do like a pop up podcast and then just send it to will and be like here throw this out there man all right yeah so. have will put a put our blooper reel for the first 22 Ooh, episodes out bad idea bad <laughs> idea uh, oh man the, the, ooh, anyway <laughs> yeah all right. but uh be On safe everybody 
Have a very safe and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Steve and I will see you in 2020. So long, everybody. Remember to join us every week as Zach and Steve bring the best in fan reaction to Arkansas sports. Follow us on social media for the best of fan-driven, unfiltered content.